0: Welcome to the Holistic Work Podcast. I'm Flip Brown, your host and founder of Business Culture Consultants. The mission of this podcast is to bring together individuals who want work to work well, who strive for a balanced and resilient lifestyle, and who have a commitment to social, economic, climate, and racial justice. Feel free to check out the whole series, along with other resources, at businesscultureconsultants.com. Thanks for finding your way here. In this episode, we'll talk about why is feedback so hard? Well, this is a juicy one, isn't it? So, feedback, meaning you're going to give something, hopefully of nutritional value, (laughs) well, from a uh, professional or intellectual and emotional standpoint, and you're gonna give it back to someone. Now I find this to be very interesting, and I have certainly heard the term feed forward, meaning let's not be obsessed with what has happened, let's talk about what can happen, what needs to happen, let's have a future orientation. But we use this term feedback, I mean it's in general use. The first challenge is what is the nature of our relationship with someone that we are giving feedback to? Because that is generally gonna set the foundation for how the conversation goes. If we are anxious, frustrated, disappointed, angry, it's really challenging to give feedback that the recipient is going to find to be helpful. So this is step number one, where am I at emotionally in this process? The nature of the relationship is important because of the need for real trust. And here's a word that we all use and we all use differently at times. What does trust actually mean? Well, when I ask people in the workplace, one definition that comes up from time to time is trust means you won't do anything to make me look or feel bad. Well, (laughs) that's not realistic because I could be having a really bad day. I could have gotten some bad news. I could have a family member in a critical health situation, could have gotten in a fender bender on the way to work and you didn't know that. And you say one thing that you think is fair or reasonable, and I just have a huge negative reaction. Well, does that mean that we don't have trust? No, I mean, maybe we don't, but that's not indicative of it. A more accurate definition of trust is no matter what happens and in any good relationship with depth, there will inevitably be conflicts from time to time. Trust means that first of all, we always remember, even though it's difficult at times, that both of us have positive intent. The second thing is that when we're in a place of feeling discomfort or disconnected, we will use our best skills to move through the situation, use our tools and skills, and by doing so, we will actually strengthen the relationship, and that increases trust. But that does require us to take responsibility for our own thoughts and feelings actions and conversations. So in a trusting relationship, there's a sense of looking forward to giving and receiving feedback because the channels are open, the vibes are good, and even though there may be challenging conversations at times, it works well for both parties. Sometimes people have said, Flip, I need to give you some feedback here, and yeah, that old feeling of apprehension, uh, of anxiety comes up in terms of, oh, well, what if it's not good? What if I'm going to be criticized? But if I know the person, and again, we have the relationship, then no matter what they have to say, I know they'll use a respectful language, there's going to be value in it for me. So one goal of giving feedback is to frame it in a way that it's most likely that the recipient will find it to be helpful. And that means we have to think about the other person with some degree of empathy and compassion. If we just put out what we're frustrated about or disappointed in or how this person has failed or not met a standard without that caring, well, it's likely to land with a thud. So, giving feedback, or maybe more accurately, giving helpful reflections on our experience of the other person, yeah, I like that phrase much better, it requires us to think about what is the core principle or value that is at the center of our conversation or our feedback. Secondly, we have to check in, see where we're at with our own emotional state. Some may have to do with things that are related to the business situation, the professional relationship, but some may have nothing to do with it and may be outside stressors or even historical dramas that if we're not careful, will project into the situation. We also wanna balance using advocacy and inquiry. A classic example for me is around someone being late punctuality. To exaggerate my point, the old method is, hey, how many times do I have to tell you? The office opens at nine. Customers are calling. You, you need to be here. I mean, how many times do we have to have this conversation? Well, it's unlikely that the recipient's going to say, oh, yeah, right, right, I forgot. Thanks. No, that's really helpful. What's more interesting is when we shift to inquiry. Help me understand When you arrive at 9.07, 9.13, 9.22, what do you think is the impact on your coworkers and our customers? Now, the person may not be able to answer that in a helpful way, but at least it requires them to consider taking responsibility for their actions. There's also the difference between situational feedback or sharing of experience, and something that has become a pattern. In the pattern conversation, we're wanting to look at the behaviors that are either aiding or constraining uh, our shared values and goals. And while I'm on this subject, just reminded me, aiding, aiding our goals and values, the art of giving positive feedback is very important. And I find many folks, they get caught up and swept along in the busyness of the day, and they really don't take the time to give clear, specific praise, which is what we call positive feedback. And instead of a generalized, hey, you did a good job, to be able to say, you know, I noticed that you stayed late a few minutes, worked hard on that, really did a good job of proofreading and um, I was just delighted with the outcome. Then the other person knows that you paid attention and that you know specifically what they did. It's very helpful. Sometimes we share our experience in the form of feedback, and then we need to know, first of all, did it land? Was it heard? So we can use the skill of active listening and say, please help me understand what it is that I've been communicating to you. Oftentimes, particularly if there's any emotion present or tension, then the other person's filters will kind of kick in, and they they will not have heard precisely what you intended to say, and then that gives us an opportunity to go back and say, well, actually, what I wanted to communicate to you was this. If we have been clear in our communication, and if it has been received accurately, then sometimes we need to ask for a specific commitment. What kind of commitment? Who are we to ask for a commitment? Well, the commitment is around making changes based on the feedback so that the other person and or the, the relationship that we have, the, the working together in collaboration, we have a sense that it is going to move in a positive direction. Now, of course, The other person may have feedback for us. The other person may want us to hear clearly what their experience is, and they may even need a commitment for us. For example, I would really appreciate if when these things happen, I recognize that they do, if you would do your best to bring them to my attention soon after they happen. Because when you refer to something that happened two or three weeks ago, it's much more difficult for me to sort of go back and and capture that moment. The corresponding skill in feedback is the ability to receive feedback. And if we are looking for validation, if we're coming into the conversation with some real insecurity, if we feel like we're being harshly judged, whether or not the language of the person giving us the feedback reflects that or not, it's really hard to stay centered and to not respond from an emotionally reactive place. And once that happens, it can trigger the other person and then we're kind of in a ping pong match of fault and blame. So receiving feedback can be as important as giving feedback. And that's again where the active listening of making sure that particularly if you're having a negative emotional reaction, that you try to understand what was the core principle or value or situation that the other person is trying to communicate to you. You may disagree with it, you may be upset with it, but if you at least understand it, then that sends a signal to the other person that you are listening, you are taking it in, and that's actually what you want them to be able to do with you. Sometimes, when we're receiving feedback, we need to ask for a moment to just take it in, to recenter, to make sure that we're not going to kind of make matters worse. And so the ability to manage our energy on receiving feedback is important. Ideally, over time, this process of giving and receiving feedback or shared experiences becomes something that is seen as a necessary part of any quality relationship. Sometimes it's just maintenance, you know? You, you gotta have the uncomfortable conversation to get to comfortable. Otherwise, it's either avoidance or it builds up and then kind of explodes as toxic energy or conflict. This is a practice like many other elements of life, you know, learning a language, playing an instrument, doing yoga. Giving and receiving feedback is a practice, Well, I've never met anyone who got a complete set of tools in this regard from their family of origin. I can tell you, I sure as heck didn't. So, break it down into the components. Recognize your internal state. Be caring and compassionate, but also effective and as direct and concise as you can be. Uh, Don't take the bait if the other person falls into reactivity, and move through the process with positive intent and energy. I hope you, the people you work with, the people in your life, can move with you as you continue to practice the art of giving and receiving feedback. This concludes another episode of the Holistic Work podcast series. If you're interested in this and other archived podcasts, They are available wherever you get your podcasts or at businesscultureconsultants.com. You're also welcome to email me at flip.brown at iCloud.com. This has been a production of Business Culture Consultants at Star Farm Studios in Burlington, Vermont. And thanks for tuning in. I'm Flip Brown, and may your awesome potential continue to unfold at work, in your life, and through your positive contributions to the world. Until the next time we cast another pod, be safe and strong.